Welcome to the Discover You Podcast with your host, James Hooper, spiritual and personal discovery author, speaker, teacher, and coach. James helps you find who you were created to be and guides you to the most fulfilling life you can experience. On this podcast, we'll guide you through discovering what energizes and motivates you, why you think the way you think, act the way you act, and react the way you react. We'll learn together how to grow through spiritual truths to become the best version of yourself possible. If you haven't yet, please subscribe so you won't miss an episode. Also, you can go to your favorite podcast platform and leave a review and rating. This will help others find us so they can begin their own growth journey. Just a quick note before we start the podcast. In episode two and this episode, I mentioned that I was looking for a way to give you access to the assessment. Well, I've done that. I found a way to do it. So I posted a link in the description box of the podcast. So if you go to the podcast app and look in the description box, there should be a link to a Google Drive document. You can either click the link or copy and paste it into your browser, and it'll give you access to a PDF that you can then download and print and take the assessment. If you'll take it at your earliest convenience, and so you'll know what your gift sets are, where your strengths are, then on going forward on the future episodes, you'll have a little more idea of what you can pay more attention to. Now, we want to listen to all of them because we need to know what people around us are, are like, but this will give you a better idea of who you are. And again, it's in the description box of the podcast. Thanks. Let's get on to the episode. Well, thanks for joining me again on the Discover You podcast, and we're going to continue talking about motivational gifts today. Today's gift we're going to be talking about is the gift of serving. Now, the gift of serving is the ability to identify the unmet needs involved in a task and to make use of available resources to meet those needs and help accomplish the desired goals. This is not one-on-one or person-centered, but task-oriented. So we're gonna focus on the serving gift because I think it's a, it's a vital role if we understand it. Now, on the surface, if you hear the term serving, some of you may think that it's kind of, you know, kind of a slave mentality or something, that it's kind of a gift you don't really want. But hopefully by the time I get through describing it, and get through talking about it, giving you some examples from people in my life that I know and personal examples. I hope you'll understand that this is such a vital role for anything to happen. Any organization needs someone with the gift of serving. So it would be highly beneficial for everyone involved. So serving is also the ability to elevate any, any need for another without concern or desire for rank or recognition. The ability to elevate any need for another without concern or desire for rank or recognition. That will help or free a person to work more effectively. So they're willing to do tasks that will free someone else to do something that they do well. You know, one thing we have to understand is we all have these giftings. We all have uh, not just the motivational gifts, but we also have talents and things like that that only we can do in an organization. I mean, there are other people in the world that can do it, but I mean, in our organization, in our families, in our ministries, what have you, 
there are things that only we can do well. Again, I talked about in the, uh, well, I'll talk about later in the leading portion is that, you know, someone with the, like the gift of leadership can do multiple things. And a lot of us can do a lot of different things, but we're not effective at all of them. So the idea being is you need to have people that do what they do best and only what they do best instead of having people wear multiple hats. Now in a small organization, uh, small business, you have to do that. It's, you know, but it's not ideal. It can still be done. However, we do need to have, you know, the most people available that have varying abilities and varying motivations and that sort of stuff. So if there's only if it's only a two-person organization, then figure out which tasks each one of you do best. You may not be the best at it, but which one you do best and don't cross over. You know, allow, allow that person to do what they do best and you focus on what you do best, even if it's multiple roles. But ideally, it's best to have someone uh, in your organization that can do uh, one thing specifically well and not have to focus. You'll be more productive. Andy Stanley says that you'll be more productive when you do less. You're more productive when you do less because of the fact that you don't have to think about all the other things that are happening. You don't have to think about all the other moving parts. You just think about what you're doing and you work together as a unit and coordinate together, but each one working in their strength. So that's what a server does. A ser person with the gift of serving will will take tasks off of someone so they can be facilitated, they can help, they can do what they do best, and the server will do same things uh, in the scenes, back behind the scenes, and that sort of stuff. And uh, to some extent, this has a, a sense of altruism to it. They're, they're always looking out for other people. People with the gift of serving are really always looking out for other people. They choose to serve rather than having no other option than serve, rather than not doing anything. You'll have, they will, they would rather serve than not do anything. So this term in the first, in first century Rome carried a general meaning of waiting on tables. So it's not talking about servants, not talking about slaves, it's talking about people waiting on tables and that sort of thing. In fact, as you'll discover, I'm somewhat of a word geek and I love discovering the etymology of words. And so if you look at the Greek uh, of this word, it is uh, diakonia, diakonia. And that word actually in the original base meaning means dust raisers. In other words, people that are, that are busy, they're raising dust because they're of activity. They're doing stuff. They're always doing something. And so that's what this means. So it's waiting tables, not slavery, not subservient. It's someone that's doing a task, serving someone else. Um, the server's interest is in doing rather than talking. They show their feelings through acts of service. Uh, Gary Chapman wrote a book called The Five Love Languages, and one of them is acts of service. And so as we understand those with the gift of serving, the way they talk, they would rather do than talk. They would rather, instead of talking about doing something, instead of, you know, planning on doing something, they just rather do it. Uh, I know several people uh, that are close, close to me that 
they they go crazy. They they can enter into depression almost if they don't have something to do for somebody or for some organization. Uh, again, this is not a a personal slave type mentality. This is not a one-on-one person centered, but what it is, it's it's actually focused on doing something for someone to with the whole idea of freeing them to do something else so that they can focus on and a lot of times the person with the serving gift will consider the other person's task more important. We know, of course, that no task is more important than the other. Some of them are more visual. Some of them are more out front than others. Um, so we have to understand that, you know, they just come from that whole viewpoint. Now, you know, we under, we have talked about that there are two different categories for the motivational gifts. Two categories, one is speaking and one is doing. And this, of course, as you can imagine, falls into the doing category. Now, there are three specific uh, behaviors or traits demonstrated by the person with the gift of serving. Uh, they are providing for the physical, material, and spiritual needs of others. They're providing for the physical, material, or spiritual needs of other people. And number two, they're taking care for the less fortunate, of the less fortunate in society, such as the poor or the widowed. And number three, they are helping in the distribution and or collection of food, clothing, etc., to give to those in need. So they're always involved in uh, these type of things, always involved in helping people, uh, the less fortunate, helping people that are disadvantaged, people that are in need, uh, that sort of thing. They're always looking to help someone. Servers are particularly skilled to quickly identify tasks that need to be done. They're very cognizant of their surroundings. Perhaps this comes from their need to provide for others. Point, case in point, a lot of people will say there's a piece of paper laying on the ground. Someone missed the trash can or just someone accidentally dropped something. Uh, you know, you're at a some sort of a, a dinner event or whatever and the napkin fell off the plate, you know, the paper plate on the way to throwing it away or whatever. Most people will just leave it late. They'll just let it stay there. They won't mess with it. But a servant, someone the gift of serving, will it will bug them that that is laying there. And so they have to stop and pick it up. But they also, this is kind of a, a something that's really a strength of a person with the serving gift is they will recognize things that need to be done before anyone else will recognize it. They'll find things that need to be done before you know it. I'm gonna give you an example. The person with the strongest uh, serving motivational gift that I know of is my mother. See, I grew up in pastor's home, and so my mother is always the pastor's wife, you know? And so in small churches, pastor's wives are supposed to be the women's leaders, supposed to, you know, facilitate all the meals, you know, all this kind of thing. Well, my mom wasn't the women's leader, but her serving gift and her gift of hospitality was in full force when when we were having events. And so say we were having like a potluck, 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 potluck. Uh, those of you that aren't familiar with church events, this is where we get together at church and everybody brings their favorite dish. Uh, you know, a lot of times the church will provide the main dish and everyone brings sides. And sometimes you'll just delegate who's gonna bring the main dish, the meat, whatever. But it's a kind of a, we call, it's a fellowship. It's time to get together and we have a meal together and it's, it's called a potluck. So whatever, 
you know, everybody brings, that's what we have. So she coordinates that, but uh, the church always makes sure that we, to provide the drinks. And so they always had iced tea, always had coffee and water, always had, uh, you know, that sort of thing. You know, picnics, always had soft drinks. Um, but see, my mother could be across the room and we always had this big iced tea dispenser, you know, that you could see. It was kind of semi-transparent. You could see it. And she'd be across the room talking to someone because my mother loved to talk to people. She's a, a social butterfly. She loves to flip around and around, talk to people. while she, Because it's just part of her hospitality gifting. But while she's talking and carrying on a conversation, she is actually scanning the room to see what needs to be done next. You may not notice it. You may not notice that she's doing it, but it just happens. Sometimes she doesn't know she's doing it, but I've observed her doing this, and she'll notice when the tea dispenser, the iced tea dispenser, gets to a certain level, she has either already made more tea and just has to mix pour it in there, or she will go and start making more tea. She will not wait till she's out. She won't wait till there's none left. She is anticipating a need. That is the person with a serving gift. They anticipate needs in every situation. They are so cognizant of their surroundings and they realize what they need to do. Another friend of mine, uh, she's she's the serving gift. In fact, she's, she's one of the ones that if she's not doing something, she could get into depression. So she has to always find something to do. It's just part of who she is. She's not. But anyway, but there were instances to where I would be uh, when I was pastoring the church and she attended our church. There were issues that I was on stage and I couldn't handle those issues, but she would automatically, without me having to say anything to anybody, she would see that, she would know what was going on, and she would get up and go take care of it right away, right in the middle of the service. I mean, we, we one time we were meeting... Uh, in a temporary facility and someone else was running sound and the sound just wasn't right. Well, not many people noticed it. Not hardly any people noticed it. She noticed it and she looked at me and she saw that it was disturbing me. She got up, went back and said, can you fix this? It's doing this. Can you fix that? That's a serving person. That's someone with the gift of serving. So, Again, my context is always church because that's what I grew up in. That's where I'm, I've always been. So just think about, um, okay, let's do this. I, my number four gift is serving, okay? My number four gift is serving. I inherited that from my mother. And so I've, I've got that much of it in me. Uh, you know, I'm going to be a, I'm, I'm a teacher, receiver, and leader. But number four is is serving. So when I was in the corporate world, we would, we would have events or we would uh, have guests come over. We would have people visit the office, that sort of thing. And I was always planning. I was always looking to see what we needed to do. I was looking to see whenever we said, okay, someone's, so-and-so's coming on this date. Okay, we're going to do lunch. Yes, we're going to do lunch. Where are we going to have to get lunch from? I don't know where you want to get. I would go and I would... I would either download online menus or I would we'd have a collection of menus. I'd say, okay, here's our options. Do we want to do sandwiches? Do we want to do hot meals? What do we want to do? You know, that sort of thing. And then 
then I'd also, so once we decided what we were having, then I would start thinking, okay, do we have the uh, paper plates? Do we have uh, the you know, napkins? Do we have plasticware? Do we have, what are we gonna have to drink? Are we gonna just drink, offer, just offer them water? Or are we gonna offer them coffee? Uh, if we are, do we have coffee? Do we have, are we gonna offer them iced tea? If we are, then I'll have to buy iced tea. I'll have to make sure we have that. Do we have ice? We'll need ice, we'll need cups, we'll need, you know, it's just, if we have coffee, we gotta have cups. We gotta make sure we got the cups. If we have iced tea, then we're gonna have to have a little solo cups, you know, that sort of thing. That's just what a person with the serving gift does. It just all, all of a sudden, all of the details that most people don't even think about. And most of the time, those in leadership just say, hey, we're gonna have somebody over. And just, you know, and then when they get there, then they decide, oh, oh, we need coffee. Oh, we need this. And it's always, James, do we have this? And it's like, you know, if I was too busy to even, you know, plan it, then no, we probably didn't. But uh, a lot of times I made sure we had it. I made sure it was, if I had plenty of notice, I would make sure we do it. That, that's just a serving gift. I'm not, again, I don't tell my stories to pat myself on the back. I'm just trying to give you, you know, concrete examples of people with the gifting. Not everyone is going to be the same. Not everyone's going to react the same. Depending on the cluster of your, you know, the, how they're clustered together, what your strengths are, your three strongest ones are, uh, that's how they're going to be kind of interpreted. That's how they're going to kind of play out. And, and according to your personality and your experiences and that sort of thing. But anyway, that's some uh, really good examples of people with the gift of serving. So they, uh, they will identify tasks easily. They will be so aware of their surroundings. Now servers are also the first to lend a hand. Uh, whenever anything's happening, anything going on, they'll be the first to jump in and say, here, let me help. Uh, often they work in the background providing services that others will never see. And see, that's, that's the reason why this is such a, a beneficial gift to any organization or relationship or ministry or what have you, is they will do things in the background that most people will never see, but it will, it will make it appear like it was effortless. It'll make the leader, if you're a leader and, and you're, you don't have a serving gift, you need someone on your team that has the serving gift because they'll make you look really good. They'll make you look really good. Make you look like you were so totally prepared and you were on it. And that's what the serving, the person with the serving gift wants to do. They want to make the person in front look good. They want them to look good because you're a team. Because if they work together with you and they work together uh you know, as a team, then it benefits everyone, and everyone has the benefit of, of you know, people thinking that it, it's just great and that you put on a great event. They show their loyalty, servers show their loyalty through actions. Uh, some people do it through words, some people, you know, but they're going to show, show you that they're loyal because they're going to stick with you. They're going to do things for you when, when there are tasks to be done that are some people may perceive as demeaning or beneath them. The people with the serving gift will not do that. They're going to show you they're loyal to you. They'll they'll clean the toilet. They'll you know take out the trash. If you don't have a cleaning crew, when you have someone coming, they're going to make sure everything's clean and everything's operable and everything's going. So they'll show you that way. So what motivates a server? You remember what energizes us motivates us. 
if you can get that in your uh, in your thinking, just remember that. I'll try, I'll try to repeat that so often. But what energizes us motivates us, and they are energized to help someone else. That's what their motivation is. That just to help. That's how they get energy is helping people. Because servers have a tendency to prefer jobs in support roles, they're not usually in the forefront or public eye. Uh, they prefer to accomplish their task without an audience and therefore their personalities tend to be more quiet and reserved. Unfortunately, some people interpret the reserved nature of a server and the desire to work behind the scenes as being uninterested. In other words, they don't, they don't care, they just want to go hide away. Now, I need to add a little caveat to this when I said that the personalities tend to, tend to be more quiet and reserved. Um, that's a generalized statement. The two people in my life that I, I really identify as servers, they are not quiet and reserved. My mother is, she, well, okay, she's, she's reserved, but she, she's a, a social butterfly. She loves to flit around. She gets high on people. She just loves being around people. And the other uh, lady that I was talking about, oh, she's by no means quiet. I mean, she don't mind me saying this, but she just, she's very talkative. She's very outgoing. She's very, you know, extroverted and that sort of stuff. And so it just, it's just amazing how different these gifts can be manifested, can show themselves through the personalities of the person. But again, most all the statements that I make, they're going to be general statements. They're not going to be, you know, this is the way it is. If you don't have quiet personality, then you're not really, a, you know, have motivational gift to serve. That's that's not there. I'm not again. I'm not trying to pigeonhole anyone. I'm trying to bring some enlightenment to understanding who you are and why you do it. You try to figure out. You've always tried to figure out why is it that I just want to jump in every time. I want to jump in and, and help. Why is it that I want to? It's because you have this gift of serving in your strong strengths your strengths and your top you know, two or three giftings. Um, this could be uh, the fact that they are perceived as uninterested is further from the truth. They are the most engaged that you're going to ever find, but they are going to be behind the scenes. They have a need to be behind the scenes to make sure things are behind the scenes and not on the front lines. They want to make sure the people on the front lines can focus on what they're doing. Servers are uh, efficient and they keep things moving. They keep on task and keep others on task. And they they need to be sure the need is met. Um, it's just one of the things that they're just driven. When there's um, something to be done, when there is something that has to be taken care of, they are gonna keep people on task and they're gonna keep people going. And that's the way my mother is. She'll, and if people aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing, she'll just go do it, you know, because it's just got to be done, got to be done. Um, there, some, some of them are somewhat OCD. It's like, you know, we got to, this has got to be done, this got to be done, it's just got to be done. So um, now the, the servers uh, identify strongly with what they do to help others. Uh, if their help is rejected, though, they can feel personally rejected. Uh, this one lady I'm talking about that's a friend of ours that attended our church she got to the point because at one point we shut down our church and she was coming to our house we're doing Bible study she's been coming to our house Bible study but she she still even though we were still having Bible study she was still learning she loves to 
to sit under my teaching. She loves the way I interpret scriptures and help her understand it. But she didn't have anything to do in church. She grew up as a pastor, as a preacher's kid. Not necessarily a pastor's kid, but a preacher's kid. Her dad does pastor. But she's always doing. And that's where she gets her identity, is doing. And so they have a tendency, if you you don't accept their help, if you reject their help, they feel it as a personal affront that, you know, you're not accepting them personally. And so we have to be, we have to guard against doing that to, to servers. If they're, you know, they're offering to help, we need to try to facilitate that, try to facilitate them serving. If we don't, if we've got something else happening, or, you know, we've got, say we've got people that are cleaning our facility. And there, when we, we tell them, no, we don't. You don't need to do that. You need to focus on something else. You know, that's one thing. But uh, also, people with the serving gift, you got to be be understanding that sometimes your help is not needed in a specific situation because there's a larger picture involved, and we need you to be doing something else. So whatever you offer to do, if something there's an alternate to do, then you know, offer to do that. Because, you know, say we've already got a cleaning crew that comes in and empties the trash and cleans the toilets and things like that. So we don't need you doing that. We've got other tasks that need to be done to help accomplish our, our goal, our end goals as an organization or as a ministry. Um, but they're usually model employees. You know, people with the serving gift, they're just, they're so willing to help. They're so willing to uh, be there for you that they're willing to help, that they're model employees typically. And so we can look at that. So we we do, we're comparing gifts to part of the body. We're comparing these gifts to a part of the body and, and the people with serving gift are the hands of the group. I know that's hard to believe. No, really, they are the hands of the group. They feel the need to demonstrate love by meeting practical needs. Uh, They take joy in serving when it frees others to do more important tasks, what they perceive as more important tasks. They have a strong desire to be accepted, to provide more opportunities for service. In other words, they want to do something and then say, okay, I've got that done. Now I want to do something else for you. I want to do something else. They're very eager beavers. They just really want to do some things for you. They're, They're motivated to meet the physical needs of others. Uh, They're motivated to help organizations, uh, say, feed the hungry, you know, whatever that is, something like that. They must do something to help. They cannot stand by. They're they're not ones that are like the givers that will give to something to help. They want to do something to help. And so one of the strong points is they can see what needs to be done. Now, some of the drawbacks, some of the Uh, potential drawbacks of this gift is their motives are often misunderstood as trying to be seen or showing off. They're always, because they're always in the face of the leader, always in the face of the leader. And so people can perceive that as them trying to gain attention. And I've seen it happen. I've seen those with the gift of serving become dependent on that attention. And so they're always in the leader's face. Can I do something? Can I do something? And it is basically to get attention. So we've got to watch this as a person with the serving gift. The weakness, one of the weaknesses is they're easily offended if you don't show them appreciation. They really want appreciation. And so we've got to show that to them. Uh, 
But if you're the person with the serving gift, you've got to understand you're not always going to get the recognition that you want. Even though you say you don't want recognition, you want to do it in the background. See, this is the dichotomy of this gift. You want to do it in the background so nobody so nobody knows what's going on, but you still want recognition. It's just human nature. We want to be uh, recognized. Then they can also look down their noses at people that don't have this gifting, people that don't notice something needs to be done, people that are oblivious to what needs to happen and what's what's going on around them. So they can look down their noses at this. And so it's just some of the things that we have to watch and be careful about. Um, so again, servers are really good at what they do. They notice things that are around them. They are very cognizant of their surroundings. They're very eager to help. This is how they show, they express their love and concern for someone is by doing something for them. They'd rather do something than not, not do anything. Uh, they're just that way. There's some, some jobs that we, we need to talk about for uh, servers. Servers can be involved in animal care. Um, they can do clerical work, elderly care, you know, just a, a list of things. Uh, bookkeepers, you know, customer service. Customer service uh, is a good field for them to be in because of the fact that they want to help people. They want to help people. So customer service is always a good thing for them to be involved in. Uh, teachers, you know, teachers, are, they've all got to be servants because they don't last long if they're not a servant because they, they, they don't get paid enough. They're not resourced enough. And so uh, they're good support staff. You know, we talked about CSRs, but also support staff, technical support, that sort of thing. Uh, they're good uh, administrator, admins, uh, to help make sure details are handled. Child care, uh, flight attendants. They, they, you know, I've seen some that don't, that aren't servers, but as a rule, most of them last because they are serving, because they are serving. Um, so event planners, they can be a good event planner as well. Uh, as a server and so they because they know all the details so that's a kind of a rundown on serving and again um, there's going to be uh, as soon as I figure out how to put, put the link somewhere where you can take the assessment to do that I'm also uh, about to finish up my book I've got it back from the editors and uh, in the process of getting the cover designed and that sort of thing and then it'll be released on Amazon and you'll be able to order it and it's just Basically, the book is called Discover You, and it's all about what I'm teaching on here. It's just uh, what I'm taking my notes from, that sort of stuff, uh, videos I've made of it before. Uh, it's just you know, kind of a small book to help you to, to discover your, who you are and, and uh, what your giftings are. So, okay, I look forward to talking to you next time. I'll see you next week, and I appreciate you guys staying with me and following me on the podcast if you could uh, leave a comment um, go into the podcast app and, that you use and leave a rating and review and so people can find us also share it on your most social media uh, in every podcast format that every app that's available they have a share button if you'll share the podcast especially with someone you think fits the role not we're not trying to you know tell people who they are but if you if you know someone that 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 does these kind of things, that you see some of those tendencies, then forward it to them and let them know uh, that this is available so then they can subscribe. 
And if you subscribe, be sure because it'll show up every every week. Uh, I'm trying to have them released every Tuesday morning at 6 a.m. So you'll have a fresh one in your inbox on Tuesday as you go about your day when you're you know out walking or jogging or driving to work or whatever you're doing. Uh, you can have it available earlier in the week so you can have to think about it. All right, guys, thanks. I appreciate you taking your time, and I really look forward to seeing you again next time. Thank you for listening to the Discover You podcast with your host, James Hooper. This podcast exists to help you grow both spiritually and personally. If you enjoyed it and think others could benefit from the content provided, please go to your favorite podcast platform and leave a review and rating. This will help others find us more easily. Also, if you haven't already, subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thank you for joining us for the Discover You podcast.